Welcome to Size Eyes, the life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Fully Content series, where content is king, but its wisdom is the kingdom. Where learning is simultaneously a convergent and divergent experience. Where the threads of all the content consumed connect to form a mesmerizing web of infinite understanding. This series explores my unique insights, learnings, and connections with books, podcasts, articles, documentaries, and any other forms of content that I consume. Ultimately though, all this knowledge is only a rumor until it is in the muscle. Alright, we're going to be taking a look at a specific piece of content here by Alex Hermosi. So this one is not a conversation that he was on or had, but a video that he created on his YouTube channel titled How I Wrote a Number One Bestseller with No Publisher. So he right now is currently the author of the number one bestseller on Amazon, $100 million offers, which I purchased and have not read yet, but looking forward to digging in at some point. And so he talks about the book writing process in this video. And if you listen to my last fully content episode, that was also related to books. So you can clearly see a theme here. So there's going to be less of my um, thoughts on this, but more just kind of notes that I took from it. Um, compared to other videos, other um, episodes where I just talk about um, like a few of the notes and then really give my viewpoint. This is a little bit less of that. So let's just dig in. So he said that a good book is a complete solution to a narrowly defined problem. And so during my book writing process, that is, like, I haven't found a clear solution yet, or the problem that I'm trying to solve. And through, through writing the book, that is a way to get to the narrowly defined problem. And so like, I have an idea, and then I work on it, and then there's a better idea. And then I work on it more, and then there's a better idea. So it's a continued iteration there. But Eventually, when you publish the book, a good book is a complete solution to a narrowly defined problem. And so the greater that I tr the the greater problem that I try to solve, the more incomplete the solution may be. So I need to narrowly define the problem when I'm writing the book. He talks about uh, the different aspects of a story and plot points of the or the different aspects of it: the setting, the character, the desire, the struggle, the eureka the victory, and then the resolution. And so that sparked me to think about how am I injecting stories into the book that I'm writing? Because it's a very, it's a workbook style. It's a introspective style book. And I still have to, the main message of it is not to transfer information to someone 
but it's for them to connect with something as deeply as possible. And stories are one of the best ways, if not the best way to do that. He also talked about newsworthiness. So the, the few aspects of newsworthiness are recency, the impact on me, the prominence, the proximity, the conflict, how unusual it is, and then the update frequency, which is more on news. But looking at these different topics, I can in- think about how these different factors play into the writing of my book. One thing he, I liked that he talked about was frameworks and their validity. Like frameworks have to be valid and useful. And the validity is how often we can use them successfully. And so basically I'm creating a framework, this life bl- blueprint, this life operating system within the book. And it has to be valid. And that means there's going to be a lot of iteration. You know, maybe I'm at 50 to 60% of what, of validity. I think there's some, still some holes to poke in there that I can do a better job of and clean that up. And then through the, maybe the second draft of the book, it'll be at 80, 90% and so on. And so really finding the validity of those frameworks is going to be key to how impactful it can be when someone actually reads it. And more importantly, when someone utilizes it for their own good. One thing he always harps on is simple, simple language. And you can see it pretty much everywhere in his branding, the way he talks, the way he thinks. And so he goes, he uses an app called the Hemingway app. And it goes from, you know, even me, I'll write it from a high school, potentially college level language. But to connect with people, I I have to be able to explain it in simple language. And so it's taking those ideas from a high school level language and boiling it down to something an elementary school student could understand. And that's not insulting to someone to like, oh, I got to dumb it down. If I can't dumb it down, then I can't explain it properly. Then I don't have the clarity myself. So that's the usefulness and value of using simple language. I also have a tendency to complicate sentences by adding different types of tenses, um, unnecessary words, a lot of conjunctions, a lot of adverbs, adjectives, all these different things. And you probably notice it when I talk as well. So he challenged anyone who's watching the video to just use simple tense of verbs instead of would have liked to, wanted to, right? So that'll probably be in a few, in, you know, the third, fourth, fifth edits and drafts of, of the book that I'm writing to have, all right, here's the actual ideas, but then how do I dumb these down into a way that anyone can understand it? Then from getting feedback, from that perspective, he likes, he said he sent it to four to eight of his ideal readers. Like people whose opinions he values, but people he knows that would give him direct feedback. And that's what I need. I need a 
create a list of people. I think I actually already have. Create a list of people that I would potentially send this book to and then narrow it down and actually send the first draft to. Maybe I may spread that out over first draft, second draft, third draft as I continue writing mine. But he said, if you get a lot of different feedback from everyone, then you did a good job because that means they're maybe pinpointing one thing here, one person's thinking about something there, another person's pointing out something in another section, etc. But if everyone is saying it, if everyone has a consistent feedback, then then you should probably change it or address whatever that feedback or point is. So this was a good um, quick video on his end and a quick episode here where I think the big biggest thing that I took from this is how do I tell that story and how do I make things as simple as possible? Like a simple story so people click can connect and from there they will inherently want to take action. I don't need to motivate anyone to take action after I read the book because they'll be so inspired. At least that's the goal. So that was how I wrote a number one bestseller with no publisher from Alex Hermosi on his YouTube channel. I will include the link in the description. Uh, but if you just search Hermosi number one bestseller or something on YouTube, that should show up. So thank you again for listening to another Size Eyes and the Fully Content series. I will talk to you next time.